I'm Jim Brown, your Bible teacher here at Grace and Truth Ministries. I'm teaching uh, on Saturday at 2.30 and at one well, Wednesday at 2.30. We're not gathering the people in because we're uh, because of the coronavirus. And as soon as that calms down, we'll have people start coming back in. It's been something I've been wrestling with, and I just don't want to put anybody in danger. I've been teaching to you on something that I haven't heard anybody else that really believes it, and that is that demons are self. Uh, The Bible even teaches that. I put a title up on the board, Put Off the Old Man, Put on the New Man, and the new man is about demons and righteousness. I will put off has to do with demons. Demons are self. Now, as I teach this to you, I'm not teaching like a Bible teacher would teach. I'm teaching like a class teacher, and I want you to understand some things. I'm going to take some time reading things that are very detailed so you'll understand some things. The the particular verse that we're using to show that demons are self is over here in Mark, the first chapter, and it's talking about Jesus and some of the apostles. And uh, and here in verse in verse uh twenty one, Mark one They went into Capernaum, that's right at the top of the Sea of Galilee, and straightway on the Sabbath day Jesus entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Unclean spirit? is the word akatharos, A-K-A-T-H-A-R-O-S. It comes from the word katharos, or katharizo, K-A-T-H-A-R-I-Z-O. Katharizo means clean. We get our word cauterized from that. And the alpha, as a negative particle in front of a word, negates the word and gives an opposite meaning to that word. It means unclean. It's not clean. Caterizzo would mean clean. So it's not clean, but the Bible says this is an unclean spirit. In Luke, the fourth chapter, I keep saying, if you're going to study Matthew or Mark, you need to study Luke with that. You'll have various chapters For instance, in Matthew, you'll have Matthew 8, Mark 5, and Luke 8, and they will all be about the man of the Gadarenes. And you've got to study all of them to study one of them. Because in Matthew, the Bible will say something that it doesn't say in Mark and Luke. It will say this man was fierce. It will say in Mark, this same man, it will say that he was 
crying, running through the tombs, cutting himself. Cutting himself. And it'll show in Luke, also in Matthew, it'll show two men. But it will show God only dealing with one in Mark 5 and in Luke 8. So you've got to look and see what the differences are. Uh, they have a difference, but they're the same, same episode. Now, he, you have to pay attention. This man says to Jesus, also, you got to remember, this same man that we have in Mark 1, over in Luke 4, that is Luke's account of the same man. In Luke 4, the Bible says the man had an unclean, and that's the same word as a katharos, an unclean devil. That word devil is word D-A-I-M-O-N-I-O-N. Demonion, that's our word demon. So a demon would be the same thing that an unclean spirit over here in Mark 1. They're the same thing. And demon means to distribute fortunes. It has the same meaning as love of money, philogoria, which means a love of silver or shining. Philogoria, R-G-U-R-I-A. Now, we ha- you have to look at There's three accounts in this chapter there's what the man says what Jesus says and what the Pharisees say and the man say, said let us alone he's using plural because they always believed that demons came in hordes in the first century and they were always feminine gender that's what the man said in Luke 8 uh, Jesus said what fellowship represents authority. It says, what is your name? In English, that's not what he said. He said, Tisoestinonoma. What fellowship represents this authority that you're fellowshipping with? And the man said, Legion. Our legion was 3,000 to 6,000 soldiers in a Roman army. So, we're talking about, they. when he said we, what have we to do with thee? They always said the demons were plural and that they were feminine. So here's this man saying, What have we to do with thee? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And the Bible doesn't say Jesus rebuked them, feminine gender. The Bible says Jesus rebuked him, A-U-T-O, which is which is our word self, masculine gender, they would vary the word depending on the gender and the and the person. So this can be self or him. If it's spelled A U T Ada, it would be her. Her. The Ada on the end of word is feminine gender. Now there's things I want to... I've already said, I believe that there's no such thing as demons. I believe they are self. 
And every time Jesus spoke of a cross, a daily cross, daily cross, He's talking about crucifying self. And that's what we have to do. It's easier to say, oh, I have a demon in me and I can wallow on the floor for ten minutes and have some preacher come along and cast out the demon. Then I can get up and go around doing what I want to do. That's not what a demon is. Demon is you. It's self. In fact, the Bible says, the heart is deceitful above all things. Now, a thing is neuter gender. Demons, every time the Bible mentions them, they are neuter gender. You've got to remember, the people in the first century, they ascribed everything that was an illness that they didn't understand to demons. If a man was having an epileptic fit, they would say he's lunatic or he's moonstruck. And they knew all about moonstruck. The vampires and vampires and demons go back to the ancient world. Uh, so do werewolves. If you're looking up werewolf, you always have to look up the word lycanthropy. And these were considered demons. Lycanthropy. That is a werewolf. Where did that start? Where a man turns into a... Where a being turns into an animal. Started back in the garden. Where Satan took on the form of a serpent. Serpent. That word serpent. Serpent. P-E-N-T. The word serpent is the word nakash, and it means to enchant. To enchant. One writer said it means to kill with the eye. Well, that would be idolatry. Idolatry. When Eve looked at the tree, looked. Idolatry, E-I-D-O-L-O-L-A-T-R-E-I-A. That's idolatry. It comes from Ido and Latruo. Ido means to see. Latruo means to serve. That's what kills you with the eye. When you serve what you see you serve what you see and they were killed with the eye they died when they looked at the tree and they saw the three things that were in the tree I'm going to try to share some things with you I'm going to talk about the daily cross and where it's mentioned if you'll turn to Matthew the 16th chapter and we'll read there in verse 24 through 27 he's talking about a daily cross here he's not talking about there's two crosses in the bible there's the wooden cross that jesus died on the wooden cross and the daily cross that he gives to us now you will notice in the bible he gives us a daily cross 
before he died on his wooden cross. And the wooden cross, just because you wear a cross around your neck, that doesn't mean anything. Catholics wear that with a crucified Jesus on it. That's called a crucifix. There's people all over that wear, you will see some young person with a cross around their neck. Jesus' cross, even though it was a wooden cross, it was for his wife, the church. When people wear a cross, they need to stipulate this is for husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. So Christ's cross is a predestinated cross for his wife. Now the daily cross is for us. This is the cross that was mentioned most in the Gospels and in Paul's writings. What I want to do, I want to, uh, I want to take you to these different places this cross was used. In, in uh, Matthew 16, what did I tell you? Matthew 16, well that's not the first verse. Matthew 10, 38. 10, 38. Matthew 10:38 and then we'll go to 16. Matthew 10 and 38. You can't read a part of this. I'm trying to tell you when Jesus would talk about our cross, he never did say crucify your demon. You have to keep all these things separate. In Matthew 10 and 38, he says, 38, he says, He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Now he'll say this, but you have to read what's before it in order to understand what a cross is in this context. You have to go back, uh, go back to verse 32. Whomsoever therefore shall confess me before man, confess homologeo. That's the word. This has to do with a cross. Homologeo comes from homo, meaning of the same. These words will keep cropping up and appearing of the same. Logos word. It means to agree with, but we've already discovered you can't simply say with your lips and be believing God. Confess doesn't mean to walk down an aisle and tell some preacher, I'd like to confess Jesus as my personal Savior. That's not confession. The Bible says in Titus 1 and 16, some men profess that they know God. That word profess and the word confess are the same word Homologeo, it says some men profess that they know God. But in works, what they do denies him. That word deny, or naomi, means to contradict. In order to confess, you have to be obedient, be doing what you say. You have to walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk. Now, so, he says, 
Whosoever then shall confess me before man, how are you going to do that? By being obedient to God and doing what you say. Him will I confess before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny or nail my, contradict me by not being obedient to me. Before men, him will I also deny or nail my, contradict before my Father which is in heaven. You mean we have to be obedient to God? Yes, sir, Ray. Paul told the Galatians, he said, Who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? You mean you don't have to obey the truth? Christ is coming back going to take vengeance on all those that know not God and that obey not the gospel. Obedience is a part of... We're not saved by works, but we're saved by working faith. Faith without works is dead. There's ritual. There is there is works of the flesh. And then there is God working in you to willing to do of his good pleasure. If God's not working in you, causing you to change, you don't belong to him. Then he says in verse 34, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. And what is that sword? The sword is the word of God. It's sharp. It's quick and sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides the sunder between the soul and the, the joints and the marrow and the soul and the spirit. It's a sword. For I am come to set a man at variance, decadzo, to split apart, D-I-C-H-A-Z-O, It means to split in two. Die means two. And Kodzil means to split. I've come to set a man at variance against his father and the daughter against her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law and a man's foes, his enemies, will be those of his own household. Everybody that comes here that believes in predestination Christmas is pagan. Baptism is blood, not water, not H2O. When they tell their parents this, they tell their brothers and sisters, most people hate that and quit having anything to do with you when you believe these things. He that loveth father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. The word worthy, axiao, is a Greek word, and it's also a mathematical axiom, A-X-I-O-O. It means equal. You're not even, you have no equality to me if you don't hate everything that gets in your way of loving me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me... The whole idea of the cross here is not loving father and mother more than Christ. And you'll take a stand for him regardless. So every time you find a daily cross, you're going to find hating father and mother. Not not in the flesh, but you'll hate them because they do not want God's truth. 
Besides that, who is our father and mother? It's those who do the will of the Father, according to Mark, the third chapter. He that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life, what if I said he that findeth his demon to distribute fortunes shall lose it, and he that loseth his life, that's these two things up here. Put off the old man, put on the new. This is sometimes it's a hard concept to get a hold of because there's a lot to it. He that loseth his life for my sake, the same will find it. He that receiveth you receiveth me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. So if they receive you, they're receiving Christ. He that receive a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And he that receiveth a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. And whosoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones. He always calls us his little children, his little ones. A cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say unto you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. I keep saying, their water was in, they were in an arid land. It was hot there. And all through the summer, their water was in cisterns and it had gnats and flies around it. If they wanted cold water, they had to go down deep into a well, like when Jesus was at that well of Jacob in in, uh, Samaria, when he met that woman at the well, in John 4 and he said he said if you'll ask me I'll give you living water and you'll never thirst again living water all the Jews believe was that water that flowed underground in those real cold water it was way underground Jacob's well was very deep and she looked at Jesus and said how can you give me living water you don't have anything to draw with and he said I'm talking about the Spirit. That's the living water I'll give you, and that's the cup of cold water it's talking about here now. Now, let me give you the next time this is mentioned in Matthew 16. Everything has to be read in context. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Matthew 16 and verse 24. Matthew sixteen twenty four. And Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. If you save your life and you're going after things and stuff, and you're trying to distribute fortunes, then you have a demon of self in you And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. That's putting on the new man, losing this old man, putting off the old man. For what is man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? If he gains the world, he's distributed fortunes to himself. And that's the very meaning of the word demon. It means to distribute fortunes. For the Son of Man shall come 
and the glory of his father with his angels and then shall the reward every man according to his works if Christ is working in you God has to work in us we are his workmanship quitting in Christ Jesus unto good works agathos agathos is one of the words good it means beneficial agathos and it's the same word in Romans 8 and 28 and we know that all things work together for good for our benefit to them who are the called according to his purpose and those that love God now let me go on to the next time the daily cross is mentioned uh the next time the the cross of Jesus is mentioned one time that I've been able to find here in Matthew 27 when when Simon the Cyrenian is compelled to pick up his cross when Jesus fell on his way to Golgotha now I, I want us to look at at Mark 8 and this will take us to the next time this is the daily cross. I'll mention to you right now. The daily cross was not mentioned in the Gospel of John. As to why, I don't know. Uh, that's God's purpose. Uh, it wasn't mentioned in John's uh, epistles, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. It wasn't mentioned there. But in a way, he's going to bring it about. Now, in Mark eight thirty-four, Mark 8... If you'll notice, Jesus is not saying, deny your demon. He's saying, deny self every time he mentions this. Deny self. Mark eight thirty four, eight thirty four. 34. All right. Notice he's using the same terminology and it's each one of these Gospels, it's each one of the synoptic Gospels that's bringing out the daily cross. That's why it has to be. He's talking about killing off self, putting off the old man which wants to seek the flesh. Notice he doesn't say in here, in any of these, deny your demon, crucify your demon, because the demon is self if he wants to be emphatic about it, he needs to talk about self. Verse 34, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. The word follow, akulatheo, means to be A-K-O-U. L-A-T-H-E-O. That word follow means to be in the same way with. There's one way for us. It's the narrow way. Narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And only a few find it. Notice demon is not even mentioned in any of these verses. The narrow way, narrow is the word philebo. Philebo, this is the word narrow. 
Let me erase some of this. Narrow is the way that leads. So if you're in the same way with Christ, each time he says this, deny self, take up your cross, follow me. Each time he uses the word follow, it's akulatheo, A-K-O-U-L-A-T-H-E-O. Means the same way, to be in the same way. Well, Jesus is in the narrow way. There are two ways, the narrow way and the broad way. Many go into the broad way. Only a few go into the narrow way. Few. Narrow is that word T-H-L-I-B-O. You say, Jim, you keep repeating these things. So does the Bible. Keeps repeating it. Thalibo and Thalibo is the verb form of Thalipsis, L-I-P-S-I-S, and that is the common Greek word tribulation. So when he says, follow me and be in the same way with me, be in the tribulation way. We must through much tribulation, Thalipsis, enter the kingdom of God. That's how demons are cast out. God has written upon fleshy tables of our hearts. When the Jesus only mentioned one time about the apostles casting out demons, that's in the 10th chapter of Matthew, where he told them, go into the world, and he told them all the things that they had to do, and he would say, uh, preach the gospel. Well, let me just show you that. In Matthew 10, he would say, Preach, go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Verse 7 of chapter 10 of Matthew, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons, cast out the desire for self. How do they do that? They tell them the truth. They do the same thing that Jesus said. Uh, He said, freely give, freely receive. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass for your purse, nor script for your journey. A script was a food bag, not scripture. When that knucklehead down there in, in South America, Jim Jones, threw his Bible on the floor and he said, the Bible says take no scripture with you. It does not say that. Don't listen to idiots like him. Now back over here to, back over to Mark. Mark. 8.35 Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life, this life here where you distribute fortunes to the flesh, for my sake and the gospels the same shall save it. For what is it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? He is putting in exact opposition to Christ fulfilling self and gaining the world. Gain the world has the same meaning as distribute fortunes. The word demon, D-A-I-M-O-N, I-O-N. This thing of demons has infiltrated the society of the world over the last 2,000 years, and it's even come into the church. It's false. Demons are self. It's tougher to say deny self than it is cast a demon out. Jesus said, if I cast out demons 
with the finger of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you there in Luke the eleventh chapter. Cast out demons with the finger of God. He writes upon fleshy tables of our hearts. He wrote upon tables of stone in the Old Testament. Now he writes upon fleshy tables of our hearts with his finger. That's how demons, that's how distributing fortunes is cast out. If you stop and think about it, distributed fortunes. That's the old man. That's this old man here. That's this fleshly man. Our only problem is this flesh. This flesh is a curse to us. We've got to get rid of it. And God is demanding that we cast it out. He said, if I cast out demons in the Matthew 12, in Luke 11, he says, I cast out demons or distributing fortunes. Let's just put distributing fortunes. Let's put distributing fortunes to the flesh. You know what that is? Lust. Lust, covetousness, that is what the demon is. Lust, epithumia, covetous, pleonectes, means to want more any way you can come up with it. Avarice, greed, being underhanded. Epithumia means to long for that which is forbidden. That's the demon right there. What can be worse than longing for what is forbidden by God? And didn't he not did he not forbid Satan from overthrowing heaven, casting him out? And he he was cast to the earth, and Satan corrupted the earth. The earth is not clean. The heavens are not clean. The moon is not clean. Then he picks up Adam out of the dust. Out of the dust, he picks up a handful of this corrupt dust and forms Adam from the dust of the ground. Then he breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. That's the creation. It's the breath. Then he, then he, tells Adam, "Thou shalt not." And the day you do, you will die. You can't keep from going to that tree that I forbid you from. It's just like God puts us in these fleshly bodies. Then he says, Thou shalt not, and you can't keep from sinning. Because you're in the flesh. That's your demon. I don't know why other men haven't discovered this. I've never seen a demon. Have you? Don't lie. I've never seen a demon. That's man's imagination. The Bible says once... They said, let us make us a name at Babel, there in Genesis 11 and 4. Now nothing will be restrained from them which they've imagined to do. Demons are man's imagination. I don't even know how to get all that over to people. Well, was uh, Mark 8 and 30, 37. And what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. 
you you have to understand. I, I'm going to finish up Mark. I want us to go into Mark, the tenth chapter. Mark the tenth chapter. Mark ten. And there's a rich young ruler here. And Jesus tells the rich young ruler. He tells him. And Mark 10, 21. 10 and 21. Then Jesus beholding, loved him, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And take up the cross and follow me. Crucify your problem. This young man had a problem. This is, this is another time that the daily cross is mentioned. It's talking about crucifying self, not the demon. Demon was their imagination. If they had any kind of illness... It was epilepsy or some, they would say some guy that was uh, dizzy and he had, uh, he was bipolar or schizophrenic. They would call it a demon. They didn't have scientists back then that knew how to evaluate this and have all our technology. They had none. So they just describe everything to a demon. There was no such thing as demons. It was self. I believe Jesus emphasized that each time he would say, take your cross and follow me. Let's look and see what this young man's problem was, what his demon was. You go earlier in the chapter, in verse 17, and when he was gone forth in the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may have eternal life? And Jesus said unto this young man, Why are you calling me good? There is none good but one that is God. If I'm good, I'm God is what he's saying. Thou knowest the commandments. So he's going to tell him what's wrong with him. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. He's going to tell him what he has to crucify by naming off these commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah, there's something you have to learn. The Ten Commandments in Exodus, the 20th chapter... This is the Ten Commandments. The first four are about loving God. The second, this is the ten, the second six are about loving your neighbor. About loving your neighbor. And the Bible says in Galatians 5.14, All the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbors thyself. If you fulfill the, the second six, 
you will be taking care of the first four. Jesus named five of the second six. He left out one. Which one did he leave out? Thou shalt not covet. This young man had a problem with money. He was very rich. That's why Jesus said to him, Sell whatever thou hast and give to the poor. He's not telling everybody to do that. He's telling you whatever that secret sin you have above everything else, that's what you got to get rid of. It reminds me of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Let's look at that. Reminds me of the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Hebrews 12. And here's what it says. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a crowd of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, ankos, what bears, what bends us down, O-G-K-O-S, whatever's really too heavy for us to bear, and the sin which does so easily beset us, the thing that stops us from living for the Lord, and his was money. Now some men, it's women. You're going to have to give up women. Some men, it's cars and things and houses and stuff. It's investments. Whatever it is that stops you from living for Christ, he said, that's when you have to take your cross and die daily. And then he says, and he was sad at the saying and went away, grieved for he had great possessions. But let me show you one thing. In verse 21, prior to this, Jesus beholding him, loved him. Loved is the word agapao. It is the verb form of agape. And the Bible says, whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges so he can partake of his holiness. This young man walked away. But if Jesus loved him like the Bible says he did, then this young man has to come to truth somewhere in the future. Now, that's when Jesus said in verse 23, Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, How hardly, Duskalos, D-U-S-K-O-L-O-S, D-U-S-K-O-L-O-S, with great difficulty. How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answereth again and saith unto him, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in money? That's man's. That's one of man's biggest problems. If he has lots of money... Let me tell you a secret. The women will be there. It don't matter how ugly he is. Have you noticed these old guys that are billionaires and they marry these really good-looking young girls? 
because they can. Because those girls want that money. Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Now that was a Jewish saying. They also had a saying, it's easier for an elephant to go through the eye of a needle. People have come up with this thing. Well, there was a little gate in the side of the walls of Jerusalem. It was called the Needles I Know. That was something that people have invented. They, they also said it's easier for an elephant to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter in the kingdom of God. And they were astonished out of measure, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? Because everybody wants money. That's what the apostles were saying. Jesus is looking on them, said, With men is it impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. But it's not possible for a rich man to go with his riches. God will have to take them from him. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands for my sake and the gospels. Now the Charismatics love this this verse. And then they go into the next verse, and they only go so far and they stop. But he shall receive an hundredfold. They say, see, you're going to get a hundred times back. If you give a hundred acres of land, you'll get a, if you get an acre of land, you'll get a hundred acres back. If you give a hundred dollars, you'll get a thousand back. Or you'll get ten thousand back. The only thing is, they don't read the rest of the verse. He shall receive an hundredfold now and this time houses, so if you give your house to TBN or DBN, the Devil's Broadcasting Network, which they ask people to do, the people are supposed to get a hundred houses back, right? Those are lying thieves. And brethren, does that mean that your mother has to get pregnant a hundred times again so she can have a hundred kids? That'll be your brothers? And and sisters and she's going to have to be pregnant again another hundred times so she's got to be pregnant two hundred times to have a hundred brothers and a hundred sisters you see do you see and children and lands but they never get to this next word with persecutions dioko Fleeing, running for their life. What are the brothers? What are the, what are the hundredfold houses? Well, in the first century, if I have a place to stay, then you have a place to stay. That they all shared with all things common. And brethren, who are my brothers and sisters and mother? Well, Mark, Mark tells you that in Mark back. At the beginning of the book, 
You cannot come up and say this the way they say it and mark the and mark the uh, third chapter. There came then his brethren and his mother there in three and thirty one, and standing outside a house where he was, sent unto him, calling him, and the multitude sat about him, and they said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren are outside seeking you. And he answered them, saying, Who is my mother? Who is my hundredfold mother? And my hundredfold brethren. And he looked about them, which sat about him, and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. A hundred of them here, a hundred mothers, a hundred brethren, whosoever shall do the will of my father, the will of God, the same as my brother, my hundredfold brothers, and my hundredfold sisters, and my hundredfold mothers. That's what he says it in the same book. He's not talking about give your house to this bunch of lying thieves up the street here, and you'll get a hundred houses back. It's not it. Because if you do, you'll get a hundred mothers and a hundred brothers and a hundred sisters. All right. Now, I need to go on and give you some other things. I want us to go to Luke 9.23. One of my favorite verses. I quote it constantly. It is the same. He's saying the basic same thing as he said in Mark 8 and in Luke and in Matthew 10 and 18 and Matthew 16. He's saying basically the same thing. He's saying deny your demon. Deny yourself. Now let's go to Luke 9.23. Luke 9. This takes a lot of explanation. Why isn't he talking about deny your demon, crucify your demon? Because there's no such thing as demons. The people that would come to Jesus would say, my son has a demon in him. Where did they get the idea? They got it from their society. They lived in a society that was full of, they were full of all kinds of superstition. They were always casting spells on one another. We don't have that in America. The spell that's being cast is by these lying preachers like Kenneth Copeland, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Myers, Jesse the Plant. He's got an IQ of a plant. These guys, they're the ones that's casting spells and telling people, you can be rich, you can have all the money you want. All you have to do is send it to us. If you send them your money, they're going to get rich. Now Luke 9 and verse 23. 9.23 You have to look at everything in the context. Now there's something called a precedent in the Bible, in mathematics, in biology, in science. Precedent. Let me give it to you.
precedent. That is, if you find something in one place here, and it says it basically in the same place here and here and here, it will apply to all those places. Now, he's talking about a daily cross in Luke 9.23. But in Luke 9.23 is the only place where he says the cross has to be born daily. Of all these places that I've read, the only place it says daily is in Luke 9.23. It's a precedent. It applies everywhere else. There's a daily cross mentioned. And Jesus said in verse 23, If any man will come after me, let him deny or Naomi. Let him deny self. Oh, we've already figured it out. Self was the demon. Equals the demon. Let him deny his demon of self that desires to distribute fortunes to the flesh. Let him deny himself and take up his cross. Deny, take, cross, daily. So that would apply everywhere else you've got a daily cross. How do you get a cross? Crosses were very common in the world long before Jesus came. They used them in Carthage. That's on the northern part of Africa. They used them in Carthage to crucify criminals. They used them in in Phoenicia. Phoenicia is right above Israel. Phoenicia was what we call Lebanon or Tyre and Sidon. They used them there. And the Romans over here got a hold of the cross. When you get to the Romans over in the middle of the Mediterranean, let's see if we can find the Romans. All right. Get over here to Rome. All right. The Phoenicians were using them. The people at Carthage were using them hundreds of years before. By the time of Jesus, the Romans had used the cross, but you had to be a criminal criminal or a slave. You could not be crucified if you were a Roman citizen. You had to be a criminal or slave. criminal or slave to be on a cross so anytime Jesus is saying take your cross you're going to have to take your cross as a slave of Christ or as a criminal against the Roman government so he's telling them you have to take your cross daily you have to deny self you have to follow me I keep saying this take deny Deny, follow. They're all 
imperative moods. You can't just call something imperative. You have to look up the word in the interlinear Bible, look it up in a parsing guide, and it will tell you when it says IMP. IMP means it's imperative and it's a command. It's a command. It's a command by Jesus himself. If he's the same God that said, let there be light, it's just as much a command as when he said, let there be light. He said he was the God in the beginning. So you have to deny our except it actually says, op our Apo means a complete contradiction of self. A complete contradiction of your demon of self that wants to distribute fortunes. And follow. Follow Akulatheo. Each time he says follow, it's A-K-O-U-L-A-T-H-E-O. It means to be in the same let me put it this way narrow tribulation way people have to want to hate you because of what you're saying about Christmas being pagan predestination is true baptism is blood he's washed us for our sins in his own blood Uh, God creates evil all these things, when you start telling people the truth, and you tell them demons are self, well, they ain't going to like that. I'll promise you that. Now, then he says, take your cross daily. Everywhere you got a cross, it's required daily, every day. You say, I'm not able to do that right now. Well, you have to grow into that. That takes years to learn to do. It goes back to that inner and the outer man. The inner man is the new birth that's born again. We were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And that was birthed in you by the will of God. The outer man is the flesh. Outer man is the flesh or self or the demon. And the outer man wants things and stuffs, stuff and he is covetous. He wants more any way he can get it. He's covetous and he's full of lust, pleonectes. Oh, excuse me. Lust, covetous is pleonectase. Pleonectase means to want more any way you can get it. That is a demon, to want more and be greedy. And lust is epithumia, means to long for that which is forbidden or breathe hard upon your life. Ha, ha, ha. 
I got to have that. That's having a demon. The demon is you and I. And when God deals with that, that outer man over years, you say, Jim, I can't seem to get where you are. You're not supposed to. You're not 82 yet, are you? You have to be old and wore out. I am so tired of my flesh. It's easy to give it up now. Because I'm old and tired. I don't have the energy. Sin is difficult when you want to go out and sin. It's fun when you're young. When you get old, it's not much fun. And that inner man has to work on that outer man. Has to work on the lust, the covetousness, the greed, the pride. Everything you can name that is self. And over the years, trial and tribulation and the persecution God puts you under from evil men and everything you can think of, He takes years to burn out that outer man or the demon that's in every one of us. Demons are self. I don't care what doctor of theology don't believe that. God has let me see that. Let me tell you, it's more convicting to say demons are self than it is to say demons are something separated from your body. It's hard to say it's me. That's the demon. God has put me through so much fire and so much trial. Now, and then he says here in Mark, Mark 9.25, For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world? That sounds like distributing fortunes, doesn't it? That's the meaning of the word demon. It sounds like lust. It sounds like covetousness. If he gain the whole world and lose himself and be cast away. And every time he'll say, if you're giving up self, here's what you'll do. Whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and his fathers of the holy angels. But I tell you of the truth. There be some standing here which shall not taste death till they see the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God came in Acts 2. That's when the kingdom of God came down among men spiritually and the church was born. Kingdom of God was the term for Israel. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, I want us to go on further in this. I might mention this. If any man will come after me, that's not a condition on if. That word if is E-I. It doesn't mean if. It actually has the idea. It's called, uh, it's called first class protosis. If this is true, such and such will occur. If it's true that you're going to come, you will have to deny, take, and follow. It's not if you want to come. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Every Bible verse has to coincide with every other Bible verse. Now, 
Let's look at Luke 14. This is a confusing part. 14. And, oops, wait a minute, that's not the verse. Luke 14 and 27. Here's the daily cross again. Verse 27. Whosoever doth not bear his daily cross. You could put that in there because there's a precedent being set by Luke 9.23. Daily. You can go back and put it in front of all those other crosses that Christ said we had to bear. And come after me cannot be my disciple. Boy, if you don't have a daily cross... How are you going to get into heaven? Cannot be my mathetes. I put this on the board so many times. Disciple is the word mathetes. It means a learner. You cannot learn truth without crucifying self. You got an opinion? Nobody cares about your opinion. I don't care. Nobody cares. You could go to a math class up here at Ball State and you can go in there and they're teaching some advanced algebra or calculus. You can say, wait a minute, teacher. Professor, I got an, I, I got an, uh, an opinion on this. He's going to say, would you be quiet? I'm the teacher here. Opinions don't mean nothing. You have to go by the laws of mathematics. Mathetes comes from, with the word math from that. There are laws in math. There are axioms. And that's a Greek word. There are postulates. There are hypotheses. You have all of this and much more. Well, if you're going to be a learner, how in the world can you obey God if you don't have a cross that makes you a a learner? The cross will make you a learner. You've got to crucify self and say, I don't have any opinions. You go out here in public and tell somebody God does not love everybody. Well, I think He does. Well, I think is what's wrong with their problem. The Bible says God loved Jacob, hated Esau before either one were born, before either one had done any good or evil. You have to crucify your demon of self. And everybody that wants this world most young people want this world a whole lot. I did. It took God a long time to beat me up, to get my attention, to say, this world doesn't matter. All that matters is going to heaven one day. That's all that matters. Now, let's... So, you've got to look at this whole context here What is he talking about? You cannot be my learner. Well, to learn, to learn means to understand. 
that's to understand. That's when you're learning, isn't it? You're learning when you understand. Understand is a, one of the words for understand is the word substance in the New Testament. Hebrews 11 and 1. Faith This is a mathematical equation. Faith is instead of is you can always put equals because that means the same thing. Faith equals substance hypostasis. Hupo is the word under. Stasis is the word stand. So faith is understanding. Well, if you don't understand, it takes a cross to be able to be uh, to learn and understand. And that's what faith is. So faith is a daily cross. You cannot learn, be a mathetes, a disciple, and understand, and you have no faith without a daily cross. You have to have a daily cross in order to have faith in God. You say, I don't have much of one, Jim. We'll have a little bit along the way and it will increase more and more and more. And you'll become more brave every day. And it will seem like you're never going to get there. When I was 30, I thought I would, well, I thought I was already mature and I was stupid. Really stupid. Just dumb. I thought I was getting to be mature and I wasn't. I had to get old. I had to turn back into a little boy. What you do is you start off as a little boy if you're a male and you grow up to be a proud middle-aged guy. And you think, I sure I'm smart and then God has to put you through fire and trial and make you a little boy again. I know enough about the Bible to know that I know very little about the Bible. Nobody knows a lot. Probably one of the best minds in America is John MacArthur. He knows very little. He believes in demons. He celebrates Christmas. He believes in water baptism. I don't believe in any of that. And I don't think I'm that smart. If I'm not that smart, he certainly isn't. If he can't see that demons are self, I heard him, I've got a book of his and it's on Revelation in the ninth chapter. He says he thinks these scorpions coming out of, the locusts coming out of the bottom's pit are demons. Locusts are like scorpions. Scorpions are false teachers, John. The Lord told Ezekiel in Ezekiel the second chapter, 
You dwell among scorpions, be not a, in the fourth chapter. You dwell among scorpions, be not afraid of their words. Scorpions are false teachers. I, I can't believe he would say they're demons. Good grief, John. Demons are, they're not real. Now let me show you what this is talking about in Luke 9.14. It doesn't start there. It starts considerable earlier. And it's talking about a man bids all of his friends to come to eat of this dinner. Now what this reminds me of, and it's what it's talking about, is the word law. Law is the word equals nomos in the Greek, and it means legally prescribed food for animals and we are sheep we are sheep that is our food Jesus told the apostles in the fourth chapter of John when they said, have you eaten anything yet? He said, I have a meat to eat of that you don't know anything about. It is to do the will of the Father. That's the law. That's his food. It's spoken of again over in Matthew and Matthew the 24th chapter. It calls the law food. The 24th chapter of Matthew. And watch the Bible call this food. Verse 45 in Matthew 24. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household and we are God's house to give them meat which is something you eat in due season. But not in this case. Next verse says, Blesses that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing this meat. He'll be doing the meat, and that's the law. Now let's go back over here. So, back to the 14th chapter of Luke. Getting rid of self is the worst, is the hardest thing in the world to do. Because you've got so much desire for covetousness and lust. And that's everybody that's ever lived. I know I have been the most guilty. So he he bids all of his friends to come eat in verse 12. And the poor, and he says in that same verse, in verse 13, When thou makest a feast, Call the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind. And thou shalt be blessed, for they cannot recompense thee. They can't pay you back. For thou thou shalt be recompensed at the resurrection of the just. And when one of them sat at meat with him, heard these things, he said unto him, Now we're still talking about the daily cross in verse 27. No 
part of the scripture stands alone. It's in relationship to everything that's there, that's been said, and that's about to be said. Blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Well, bread can be the law of God. Then said he said unto them, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready to eat of this feast of the law of the nomos. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I bought a brand new farm, and I can't come on Sunday. i got to go out and inspect the ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. means to beg off or to excuse oneself. And another said, I bought five yoke of oxen to plow the field with. I bought me a new tractor i got to go plow with. Uh, I pray, and I go to prove them. I pray then, have me excused too from eating of this feast of the law. And another said, I have married a wife, and she won't let me come to Grace and Truth Ministries to be fed of this food. Therefore, I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the street and bring in the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. That word poor, tokas, P-T-O-C-H-O-S, means those that are emptied out. That's who Jesus came to. He says, He says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to the brokenhearted and the bruised, and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Jesus is not calling the wealthy and the rich, the people on top of the world. Most of those people are going to hell. Not many mighty, not many wise in this world. Not many noble are called. 1 Corinthians one twenty six. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges, and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. And I say unto you, that none of these men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. And there were some multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, In reference to what I just said, If any man come to me and hate not his father that made an excuse, and his mother that made an excuse, and his wife and children and brethren and sisters that made excuses, because my brothers and sisters and mother are those who do the will of the Father, remember? Yea, in his own life also, if you don't hate all the excuses, you cannot be my mathetes, my learner, and obey my words. And whosoever doth not bear his cross 
and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost? That word counteth is the word psay, fidzo, P-S-E, P-S-E-P-H, I-Z-O, psevidzo. It, it meant they counted the beads. It was a little bead enumeration similar to those Chinese bead counters. And they had to count the cost whether he have sufficient to finish it. Finish to finish to 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 have sufficient to finish has to do with having enough Christ in your life. Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him. Well those of us that finish it, he that hath begun a good work in you will perform it and finish it till the day of Jesus Christ. The only people that can't finish it were the people that not serious and didn't have the truth in them. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, we're still talking about the people that hate the truth. It takes a cross to go after the truth. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able to with ten thousand to meet him that cometh against him with twenty thousand. Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. I love verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, cannot be my disciple. He says that three times here. If you don't hate your mother and your brother and sister, if you don't have a cross and forsake everything, does that mean to give away everything you've got? No. It means not to consider what you have as to whether men will take it or steal it because you'll say what you're going to say. I'm at a place in life I don't care who likes this truth and who doesn't. That includes my wife, and she loves it. That includes my son, Eric. That includes my daughter, who's out in California, and she hates it. That includes everybody that I know. I've only got a brother and a sister left. My father and mother are gone, and my brother hates this. Dean doesn't like it at all. Janice doesn't like it. He cannot be my disciple. Let me read the last two verses. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost his savor, wherein shall it be seasoned? Savor is the word moreno. M-O-R-A-I-N-O. Which is comes from the word moros, which is our, our word moron, which the Bible constantly calls it a fool. If you don't look like a fool in the eyes of the world, you're good for nothing. I've said this so many times. If you can get 
if you can happen to get four or five people angry at you, one more or less won't matter. If you can get six or eight people mad, you won't care how many more people get mad at you because you tell them the truth. It is neither, it is neither fit for the land nor for the dunghill. What do you mean? Dunghill was what they called temp, idle temples. And they put salt on dung to kill the dung and to kill the smell. But men cast it out, and he that had ears to hear, let him hear. Let him, he's third person singular, hear is the word akuo. And it is an imperative command. If you understood what I said through this whole concept, you're commanded to hear. Do I have any time, Mike? Eight. I want to get to my favorite verse. I'll go ahead and read it on daily crosses. You go over here to Philippians. And this is talking about a daily cross at Philippi. Uh, Paul is not writing to heathens over at Philippi. He's writing to believers. In the third chapter of Philippians, Ephesians, Philippians. And Paul is not writing to unbelievers. The first verse of chapter 1, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints of Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi with bishops and deacons. So he's writing to believers. Now let's get to my favorite verse on the daily cross. In chapter 3, verse 17, Brethren, be followers. That is not the word, Oculotheo. It's the word sumimetes, S-U-M-M-I-M-E-T-E-S, S-U-M-M-I-M-E-T-E-S. Be followers of me. Sum means with. Mimetes is our word mimic. Paulus is all of you there at Philippi. Sum, fellowship. Mimetes. Mimic me, people at at Philippi. Then he says, this is my favorite daily cross verse. He's talking about a daily cross because when you read the whole thing, he has to be. Be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. For many walk at Philippi. I'm writing to Philippian church believers. For many walk of whom I have told you often. And now tell you even weeping. Paul is not going to weep over vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. He's weeping over people at Philippi who won't take their cross and die daily. And the reason is, is they got a demon in them. They want stuff. They that they are the enemies of the cross. It is the daily cross of Christ. 
whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly. Belly and demon have basically the same meaning. The belly was an Epicurean term. It meant to fulfill all desires, to distribute all the fortunes that you can from the world for the belly. It didn't mean the stomach. The Epicurean said the belly was the seat of all sensual desires and whose glory is in their shame who mind proneo, P-H-R-O-N-E-O. Their sentiment is on earthly gay dirt is on earthly things their mind their froneo is on dirt they like dirt that's distributing fortunes when you distribute fortunes there are no fortunes in the flesh that's not dirt distributing fortunes is the very meaning of the word demon this really consummates what we've been talking about they're like dirt. Their car's made out of dirt. They're made out of dirt. You're made out of dirt. I'm made out of dirt. This desk is made out of dirt. Those chairs are come. Everything comes out of the ground through a manufacturing process. Everything you can see. You go to a dirt building. You work on a job that you distribute dirt of some kind, either some product that's made out of dirt. And people give you money that's made out of dirt. That's everything. You say, Jim, aren't we supposed to make a living? I didn't say not to do that. I believe Christians should be the best workers on a job of anybody. But to seek dirt for dirt's sake, you buy a diamond ring. A diamond ring is the same, made out of the same thing that a cow pile is made out of in a field where you got a bunch of cattle. It's the same thing. It's all made out of dirt. It's made out of... Well, I've got it here. It's made out of this right here. Everything you see. Well, let me find it. It's made out of... Well, I thought I had... thought I had it on here. Well, I do have it somewhere, if I'll find it. Everything is made out of... atoms. It depends on how many atoms are in it, how it's bonded to other atoms, as to whether it's cow poop or a diamond ring on your finger same stuff so next time you want a diamond ring just go get a little container and put some cow poop on your finger it's the same thing men love dirt they like diamonds and houses and cars and things stop and think Bill Gates is around 67 he gets to keep his $120 billion for another 20, 25 years 
and then he's got to give it to somebody else. He doesn't exactly give it willingly. He has to die, and people have to take it, whether he likes it or not. He doesn't get to keep it. It's amazing when you get old and you know you're going to die soon. I'm not going to live much longer. At 82, how can you live much longer? The last 20 years have flown by. I was 62 just a few weeks ago. That was 20 years ago. That was 20 years ago. If the next 20 flies by, I'll be dead and in my grave by then. I won't be 102. I'm not going to live that long. Not with my poor health. But but you say, Jim, are you being pitiful? No, I, I look forward to going to be with Jesus. I am tired of this dirt. You got to get tired of the dirt. If if nothing else, if age doesn't do anything else, it'll make you tired of the dirt. It'll make you tired of yourself, trying to fulfill the flesh. Well, I'm gonna come back to this. I got much more to say on this. I really need to read to you about the demons. I've got so many articles on it. I believe the historians and sociologists knew that demons were just the desire for the flesh. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for the truth. I pray that you'll somehow reach out and touch the people of this ministry and make them to realize that the flesh is our problem, not a demon. It's just not true. That was the imagination of the people in the first century, Lord. Help us not to cling to those things. Fight our battles for us. We've got a lot of battles, people trying to destroy this ministry. I pray you'll give us strength to overcome. Strengthen the flock here. Make them strong. Cause us to be committed to you. God will praise you for everything. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Well, I hope we're getting more and more hold of this.